yet your business is not doing well. You are in the midst of other businesses. You are not doing well as much as you want and you're seeing others fly and you're wondering. No. No, don't first go to a marketer. Don't first go online to look for uh, who will market your thing for you. There's another marketer who has what you call the Mimshak, the Mimshak anointing. He will cause your matter to spread. He will cause your matter to be known everywhere. He's the one to talk to first. He's the one to talk. Don't be moved. Don't be afraid. The story is about to change. Are you getting All right. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Can we read it together please? One to go. Let's read it together. One to go. Who have delivered us. So we were under the power, under the dominion jurisdiction. Can you give me this verse in the Amplified Classic, please? The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Did you see that? So we are in a kingdom. We've been transferred. doesn't matter how you feel like. We believe what the scriptures have said. That we are in a kingdom. We've been transferred by God Almighty into this kingdom. When did it happen? When we received Jesus as Lord. When we received his life into us. We were brought not only him coming into us. But we were also brought into him. Brought into his kingdom. Glory to God. And he is the king of this kingdom. And his reign is righteous. His reign is perfect. It's a perfect kingdom. Praise God. And so if you're living in this kingdom, then there must be a sudden experience of life. Because if he translated us from the power and the control of darkness. And what does he mean by darkness? Hallelujah. There's a scripture. I don't know if I wrote it down for you. Mm. Hallelujah. Let's see if I could find it quickly for you. Psalm Yeah Go to Psalm 74 Let's read verse 20 Give it to me in the King James Version please Have respect Unto the covenant For the dark places Of the earth Are full of what? the habitations of cruelty and so when he talks about darkness the control of darkness he's talking about the activity of satan the activity of negative things everything that is outside of our kingdom 
whether it's sickness or poverty, whatever it is that is inconsistent with his glory. And there you have the enemy controlling things. So it's either you are in the kingdom of his dear son or you are under the influence of another kingdom like we said on Sunday. You are either here or there. Now, if you are in the kingdom of heaven, which we are in, you should stay in that kingdom. But because it's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual kingdom. And the spiritual always controls the physical. So that means we live in a spiritual kingdom that has effect on the physical. Yet there's a scripture I want to read to you. Go to Psalm 82 verse 5. Psalm 82 and verse 5. 82 and verse 5. Can you read it with me please? Want to go. Very interesting. He says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. They walk on in darkness. That means these people were not to be in darkness. But he says, they do not know and they do not understand. And so the result will be walking in darkness. All right, there's another scripture. Go to Proverbs. Hmm. Let's see. All right. The Bible talks about the way of darkness. There is a way of darkness. And there is a way of light. They know not neither do they understand. That means your knowledge will keep you in the kingdom. That means your understanding will keep you in the kingdom. Let me see if I can pull up another scripture for you. All right, go to Proverbs. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 19. All right. Read this. One to go. The way of the wicked is what? Darkness is the way of the wicked. Are you getting this? He said they don't know what they stumble at. There are ways that we walk in. There's a way for the upright. And there's a way for the wicked. That means there is a, a way he operates that puts him in darkness. Now, so if you pick up those ways, though you belong to the kingdom, 
your experience will be dark. Hallelujah. But it ought not to be so. And one of the most important things is your language like we were talking about. That is what keeps you in this kingdom or puts you out of the kingdom. So though a king in this kingdom, you can operate with the ways of darkness, get the experience of darkness. So that's why a Christian can be sick. A Christian can be poor. Just like he said to them in the Old Testament. He said, this place that I've brought you to, there ought not to be any poor person. He said, but if there is, take care of them. So he brought them into this promised land that had so many great things going for them. But that promise of a land flowing with milk and honey was not necessarily the experience of every single citizen. What are your ways? Praise God. All right, go to someone. Let's read it. Uh, all right. Let's read one to go. Mm. Give it to me in the NIV. All right, read it one more time, please. One to go. So there's a way. There's a step. There's a walk of the wicked. There's a way he operates. Go to the next verse. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Now you know there's no meditation without talking. Now look at the way of the righteous. Next verse. That person is like a tree planted by the streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do. I thought you'd be excited about that. I thought he was describing you. I thought this was a, a photo album of you. You see, this is the mindset of God concerning you. And sometimes those who are not Christians have questions. If this is true, why is it that so many Christians go through different experiences? This is where spiritual understanding comes in. There is what you call spiritual understanding. You have mental understanding, just the regular understanding. But there is also a spiritual understanding. This is what Jesus operated with when he walked the earth, a spiritual understanding. So go to Colossians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 8 or 7. Let's read from verse 7. Now look at this. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. He's talking to Christians. Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. Lovely people. 
love the Lord. Then he says, for this cause, when he had this message come to him, concerning the Christians in Colossae, he said, because of the message that came to me, when I heard that you all have believed and loved the Lord, you love the saints. He said, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This is extremely important to the spirit. And Paul, being a master builder of men in Christ, knows what the ultimate goal is. So even though they have begun the journey, he is saying, this is my prayer for you. This is the ultimate destination that I want you to reach. He said, I desire this. If it wasn't the desire of the Spirit, it will not be recorded in Scripture as a prayer. So he was praying the desire of the Holy Spirit concerning these people. And the desire is that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will. A lot of Christians are not filled with the knowledge of his will. They act based on hope and assumptions. When they are in a situation, they just hope for the intervention of God. They don't know the knowledge of his will. What is it that he's requiring of you? How are you supposed to act in this situation? Is it um, accurate to expect that God will intervene for you? Is that his will? What is his present will concerning the church? No, the church isn't waiting for him. He is waiting for the church. The church is not waiting for the Lord to act. The Lord is waiting for the church to act because he has given us a name that is above every name. That at that name, every knee should bow. How much more could you give them? If you gave them that much authority, what else excels this? He can't do more than the name that he has given us. He can't do more than the kingdom to which he has brought us into. All right, go to the next verse. So you, you can imagine now when Jesus is walking the earth, he thinks completely differently. When a leper comes to him, he's not thinking, I can contact leprosy. What is his thinking? I have something to give. This is the same thing that happened to the apostles. Once this life began in them, once the Holy Ghost arrived in them, the Bible talked about how they went to the temple at the time of prayer and they met this broken man at the gate called Beautiful. And Peter says, silver and gold, have I none? He said, but such as I have... You couldn't see him holding this thing, but he had a spiritual understanding. He was fully persuaded that he had something to give. This is what you call spiritual understanding. Jesus was told that um, he was to pay taxes. First, he said to them, who is supposed to pay taxes anyway? Is it the citizens or the foreigners? He said, but so that we don't offend them. Look at this. He doesn't say, what are we going to do? Where is money going to come from? There is what you call spiritual understanding. In the kingdom, there is an understanding. This spiritual understanding speaks of your 
the constitution that we have in the kingdom and the rights that pertains to you by virtue of being in the kingdom. So he says, well, go fish. The first fish that comes up, there's a coin. There's a gold coin in his mouth. Take it. Spiritual understanding. They bring to him some loaves and fish to feed a multitude. Now look, two different understandings. He asks Philip, what are we going to do to feed them? And the Bible notes that he didn't ask because he didn't know what to do, but he wanted to see Philip's mind. Philip says, even if we had 200 denarii, I've always wondered. I said, you could have said anything. You could have said, only if we had 2,000 denarii. But that is the understanding of men. Lack. Always lack. Always from a place of lack. A place of hardship. A place of impossibility. Are you getting this? But he says, bring it to me. This is his understanding. He takes that thing in his hand and he blesses it. And it begins to multiply in his hand to the people. All right. Read the next verse. One to go. This is the prayer of the man. And he is saying, if you are filled with spiritual understanding, if you are filled with knowledge, this will be the result. You would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. That means you would please him in all things. You won't have to wonder whether you're pleasing the Lord. Then he says, being fruitful. Give it to me in the Amplified Classic, please. That you may walk, live, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every, say in every, not some. That means I can do everything and produce results without one being affected or diminished. This is the understanding in our kingdom. Not that because I gave, I'm suffering. Are you getting this? Not that because of where I work, you know, um, they, they all had a flu and so I also of necessity had a flu. Yours is different. Yours is different. He says, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller, deeper and clearer insight, acquaintance and recognition. This is what spiritual understanding will do for you. I said spiritual understanding is talking of kingdom thinking. Thinking from the kingdom. This is Christianity and this is the only way to live the life in fullness that he has given to us we walk by faith and not by sight some are okay as long as there are doctors they are okay to be sick don't force all of us to be okay with it some of us believe in the scripture are you getting me as long as there's hardship in a certain geographical location like what is happening in some nations right now the expectation is that 
everybody should be affected. Why? I live in the kingdom. I have my own atmosphere. There's a place I live. My story is different. I live in Goshen. They can live in Egypt. Are you getting this? Or else why did he die? Why did he die? What was it all for? What was he ending? He said as many as believed to them. As many as received him to them gave he the power to become something. We have become something. We are not what we were before. And you have to believe and walk in it. Every time they acted out a mediocre behavior. A behavior that was lower than the behavior of God. He chastised them. He said, why is your faith so little? That means there's an expectation of the God kind. There's an expectation he has of you. You are to live a certain level. When Peter was walking on water and then began to sink, he didn't say kudos, you tried. He said, why did you doubt? That means with him, you've got to always be walking on water. He expects that you walk on water. It's not a surprise to him. He's not going to clap for you when you walk on water. Are you getting me? He'll say, yes, now you have arrived. Now you're walking like your father. Are you getting me? All right. Go to the next verse. 11. He says, we pray that you may be what? Invigorated and strengthened with all power. My goodness, is this possible? Why would he say it if it's not possible? It's waiting for the one who will believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. So my story is different. If I believe, my story is different. You know, faith is a mindset. Believing is an action. Faith is a mindset. A way that you see life. It's the spiritual way. That you interpret things spiritually. Of course, that doesn't mean you see uh, a leaf move here. You said there's a demon there. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know? Did I ever tell you that story of a cousin of mine, very spiritual santo? You know, you know those people. <laughs> that one is not spiritual. That's more psychotic. <laughs> because she said she was traveling, and he said, "Man, there were demons everywhere." <laughs> she said at the airport she looked to the right demons these people she's talking about to the left demons I just looked at her she said and the person who came to her to do this, do this was a demon I said dear lord I said but I think there are more angels than demons I said why do you keep on seeing demons what about the angels why aren't you seeing angels why only demons you might have to ask yourself some questions you might be their friend. <laughs> Which one would you prefer to see? Demons or angels? Angels! He said you have come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. I belong there. I have come to this kingdom. I refuse to see demons. <laughs> Praise God. All right. What is your understanding of life? 
is it based on what you learned in school? What you learned in school is good. It only gave you opportunity to relate in this world. That's all it was helping you to do, to, to relate in society, to be good in society, to contribute to society. But mark my word, it is knowledge for the blind, nonetheless. People don't like it when we talk like this. It's like we hate um, education. No, we are all educated. But we put everything in its place. There is a spiritual knowledge. With, with that, if you are illiterate of it, it's more costly than if you were illiterate in school. Are you getting me? But you can win in both. All of you work somewhere, right? Yeah. The people that are not Christians also got the qualifications that you got in school. So you are at the same level. If you have spiritual understanding, won't you be above that one? Won't you excel in glory past that one? Because they are at a disadvantage. Because life is truly spiritual. So you first come to that level. But excel past that level. Are you getting me? Let the real knowledge be with you. You can, like um, Solomon, the Bible said, you know, Solomon's knowledge was not spiritual. Solomon's wisdom was not spiritual. He was a genius. God made him a genius. How do we know? From the things that Solomon talked about. The Bible said he talked about trees. He had depth of knowledge in botany and biology and different things. So that was good. He was the most intelligent man on the surface of the earth. But what he should have added to that is spiritual understanding. That's what he lacked. Spiritual understanding. Glory to God. So what is your understanding of life? It is what has determined where you are. And without spiritual understanding, I bet you will never be satisfied because life actually is spiritual. So, we are taxed with seeing things from a place of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, he says, is death. But to be spiritually minded, he says, is life and peace. So I see things spiritually. I have to have the mental knowledge of my business. Right? I have to have the mental knowledge. But I also can have spiritual knowledge, spiritual understanding. I will play at another level. So we both have been given a contract. Are you getting me? Two of us have been given a contract. Both of us are qualified, but they have to choose one. Sapati. Lebros onto seve. That's what I will do. So after I'm qualified, and even if I wasn't qualified, are you getting what I'm saying? Whilst that one is snoring, I have spiritual understanding. I will speak hidden truths, secret things, not obvious to the understanding. I will speak in tongues and speak in tongues, remote control everything. Then both of us arrive at the interview. Then they give it to me. He's wondering why. I'm even more qualified. I have 15 degrees. You only have three. You only have, how did you get it? 
you can't even explain it. All you can say is grace. It's grace. It's grace. I have spiritual understanding. You come, you come into Canada and they say to you, you know, in this place, um, there's a the kind of job that you can do. You can't do what you did um, um, where you came from. You know, uh, whatever qualification you, you came with is forward. It's nothing. You say, not me. You see? You have spiritual understanding. You have spirit. Maybe that is the organization of the place. They have organized it such that I will have to do this and that. And I say, not me. I play by a different set of rules. Are you getting me? You begin to declare some things. You begin to speak some things into being. He said, and you will decree a thing also, and it shall be established unto you. It shall be established unto you. Has it not been? Haven't you seen it on healing streams where people were given up to die by the doctors? The doctors tried their very best. They went to the very limit of their knowledge. And now it was done. Hallelujah. But then there's another doctor. Are you getting me? There's, there's a spiritual doctor whose knowledge is limitless. Whose wisdom has no end. Are you getting me? They brought them to that person. And without explanation. Hey, for how long have you had this disease? Um, for how long? No, no question. Out. <laughs> and that thing that has ruined and ruled the person's life disappeared. How do you explain it? Spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. The heavens rule the earth. You see, the Lord created everything for his purpose. He said, I'm the one who made the blacksmith to make tools. Do you hear that? He said, I'm the one who created the blacksmith to make tools. Tools of war or whatever, I made him. But there's a place where tools become wasted. There's a place where money becomes useless. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So he said, I made it all. I made the engineer. I made the doctor. I made the pilot. I made this one and that one. We use all of it. We use doctors. We use engineers. We won't stop using it. But I said, there's a higher knowledge. There's a spiritual understanding. That you must operate with. You must live from this kingdom. Especially in this year. Live from this place. Because the hearts of men will fail them. For fear of what is coming upon the earth. What they know won't work. Are you getting me? What they know won't work. But they that know they are God. Shall be strong. And do exploits. Are you getting me? You've heard different testimonies of the power of God in our lives. You see, um, the, a lot of Christians haven't gotten um, advantage of the knowledge that is available in Christ so that they act like him. So, 
they live in this hope like of the Old Testament for God to do something for them. They are constantly in hope. You know, they, they are hoping that their belief in God will change the situation. Like, for example, let me give you an example. Like, someone doesn't write an exam. They're supposed to write an exam. They didn't write it. When their friends were studying, they didn't study. Then, they didn't go for the exam. They were sleeping. Okay. Then, <laughs> the results came. They said, do you know that I had a friend like this? Dear Lord. A guy didn't study anything and planned to have ace. He planned to have ace. He told everybody. I was just looking at him. Every time he said those things, I went back a bit because I knew he wasn't studying anything. I was taking it seriously. He said faith, faith, faith. Different things about faith. I said, I don't think that's how faith works. So He didn't study Jack. Hmm. We all wrote the exam. Every time we came out, he came out with style. You know, like, uh -huh, I wrote. I knew he didn't write anything. When the results came, up to now, I haven't found him. <laughs> I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing with his life right now. <laughs> I'm telling you the honest truth. I have searched for him. I've searched for him on different platforms. I can't find him. <laughs> but some of us said, Lord, we have tried our best. We have studied as much as we can. But we know there's a power that is at work in us. That you are working us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. So we are going, Lord, in your name. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going in your name. We went to take the exam. Just like the, imagine if the Israelites said, our God will fight this battle. So they stayed at home. He said, go out to meet them. That is the exam. Go and meet them. He said he will fight for them. Why is he telling them to go? And that was very risky. It's not the king that heard the voice of God. It was one guy who is not well known. No, you think about it. One young guy from the congregation speaks and said, God said, you won't need to fight in this battle. <laughs> but he said, they are coming up at the Mount of Ziz. Go and meet them. Ha! The whole nation is hearing this and they will have to, you know what they did? They began to rejoice. You should know it when you've heard from God. But they didn't say, okay, God said um, he, he would fight for us. And so there's no need to fight. They went out in battle. You must go out in battle. He tells you, fight the good fight of faith. There's something to do. There's something to do. You are not to act in, in a stupid manner. No. You have to be ready for war. Go and fight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go and write the exam. Go for that interview. Go. Put your pen down and write. You will win. Don't be afraid. Are you getting what I'm saying? Listen, this coming year will be a year of glory. A year of glory. Why? How do I know? Because the Lord has taught you how to fight. You may not know it yet, but you know how to fight. You have learned how to fight. You have on you the whole armor of God. You are ready to fight. You are ready to win. He has endowed you with every gift that you require. 
You are loaded with everything you require. When he was sending Moses to meet Pharaoh, Moses was a fugitive. Moses wasn't speaking to Pharaoh from another land. He went and met him. God didn't just let him go alone. God always arms you. He gave him signs and wonders. The man only came with a stick. He looked like nothing. He only came with a stick. He stood in front of Pharaoh. And in, in that space of time, destroyed the whole nation of Egypt with a rod, with a stick. With a stick. God doesn't send you alone. You might look like you are alone. You might look like you don't have anything. But I said you are not alone. You are not alone. He wants you to go. He wants them to look at you. He wants them to say, Where, what, 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 what is this one? What is this one? But every time that man would take up that rod and turn it to the sky, something impossible would happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has given you something. He has given you some gifts on the inside. You are not alone. The greatest gift is what he has given you. He has given you the Holy Ghost to dwell on your inside. You are not alone. If it's a standby you need, he is there. If it's a counsel you need, he is there. If it's knowledge you need, he will teach you. He's the teacher. If it's help you need, he will help you. He's the power of God. The power that made the heavens and the earth is indwelling you. You are not alone. You are not alone. Don't be afraid of anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said this is kingdom thinking. You're thinking, spiritual thinking. You go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, hey, you, something you weren't expecting. You feel good. You feel all right. And the doctor is telling you, when we scan you, we're seeing some troubling thing and we can't help you. Ha. Ah, don't you know yourself? You know what I was saying on Sunday? Maybe some didn't understand. Maybe that's what I was saying, you know, fake it, fake it. No, you don't understand. Ah, he said, our God calls those things that be not. He calls those things that be not as though they were. Are you getting me? You see, we have a knowledge. There's a way we interpret things. The Bible says that, oh, all things are bare to the word. And he says that the word is a discerner, is a scanner. That means that the word is a light. Are you getting me? It is the word that can describe the thing for what it really is. And he says to us that the word of God is quick and powerful. It's living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to pierce to the dividing apart. Are you getting me? Of joint and of marrow, of soul and of spirit. That's all you need. The word. It's available to you. Are you hearing me? The power of God is available to you. Yes, you may hear different reports come to you this year. Don't be moved by it. Don't be moved by it. You have someone on the inside. I've read that scripture to you many times. That scripture that said, if we believe the witness of men, he said the witness of God is greater. The witness of God is greater. The witness of God is greater. Believe what he has said. Over what men have said. Because men are fickle. Their words are not a factor. You have what it takes. Maybe you didn't accomplish all that you wanted to in the previous year. But I'm telling you, in our kingdom, in our kingdom, there's nothing like it's too late. No, it's not too late. It's not too late. He has set eternity in your heart. You have control of the matter. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? This is the best time of your life. This is the most glorious time of your life. 
you make up your mind about it. Maybe you've been feeling down because of all that happened. I said, don't be moved. Let nothing of the flesh move you. Let nothing of the flesh move you. Lift up your eyes and see again. Lift up your eyes and see. See something else. Because you see, all that this sees, all that the optical see, is subject to change. He said, for the things which are seen are temporal. That's what the word said. He said, the things that you observe, they are temporary. He said, but those things which are not seen, he said, they are eternal. That means all that God has said concerning you is eternal. If he says you are rich, you are rich. Eternally, you are rich. You will never be broke. If he says you are on top, you are on top. It's eternal. You will never be at the bottom. Speak in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you, he is faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will perform it. He will perform it. When you feel like you don't have any strength, when you feel like you have no strength, he says the Lord will invigorate you. He will introduce supernatural strength onto your inside he will introduce miracle working power onto your inside to cause miracles to happen he's the one at work in you you will accomplish everything he has said Maybe they say to you, maybe they say to you, they call you and they tell you your three children are not doing well in school. And they have a whole lot of description about how they are failing. Don't fight with them. Don't fight with the teachers. They are doing their job. They see with these eyes. When you get home, don't first be angry. Don't first be angry. Because what you are doing is you are putting your fear to work. Don't we have a God? Like the question he asks when someone is sick, is there no balm in Gilead? That means is there no solution where we come from? No, it doesn't matter what they tell you. When you get home, when you get home, when you get home, you say to your children, you say, say this after me. Say, I know who I am. I know who I am. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the best in my class. The wisdom of God is working in me. I have the intelligence of the spirit. I am ahead of them. I think some of you have told me testimonies like that. Some of you have, how many of you have testimonies like that? Where the teacher told you, you have that testimony? Look at that. What can't our God do? When he was sending Moses to Egypt, Moses said, Lord, I stammer. I have limitation with my mouth. I can't talk. You know what God said to him? He said, Moses, who created the tongue? Oh, He said, who created the seeing eye? Is it not I? 
I'm the one who created it. I'm the one who created it. That tongue that the teacher used to say, it, who created it? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, maybe she's not doing well. But don't be worried. It's subject to change. It's subject to change. Are you hearing me? It's subject to change. Maybe it's your business. It's not doing well. You are in the midst of other businesses. You're not doing well as much as you want. And you're seeing others fly and you're wondering. No. No, don't first go to a marketer. Don't first go online to look for uh, who will market your thing for you. There's another marketer who has what you call the Mimshak, the Mimshak anointing. He will cause your matter to spread. He will cause your matter to be known everywhere. He's the one to talk to first. He's the one to talk. Don't be moved. Don't be afraid. The story is about to change. Are you getting? Now, this will only be a part of your story. It's not the close of a chapter. You say, it doesn't matter what is happening now. I know what to do. I know what to do. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. My life is glorious. I'm getting greater by the day. I'm shining for Jesus. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm shining. Oh, there was a big one that I didn't tell you. Oh, I wish I had the time. I wish I had the time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to give you this one. Just before you go, please. Glory to God, glory to God. Very simple, but it was so profound. When the Spirit of God brought it to me. Oh, hallelujah. All right. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 14 to 16. And then give me Luke chapter 11 verse 33. So we'll start with Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Read it please. One to go. One to go. My goodness. He said ye are the light of the ye are the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world. Go to the next verse. Mm. Now read this. Read this. Then go to the other scripture. Luke. Read this. One, two, go. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place. You know, this thing didn't come to me until tonight. As I was just studying, I said, do you know what the Lord just told us? He, he just told us our position in any industry in anything he said you are the light of the world then he says when a man lights a candle he doesn't put it lower the one who is thinking Christians have to be poor you are joking the one who is thinking Christians just have to take what they are giving you are joking because he said the one who lights a candle does not put it under he doesn't keep it in a you are not being kept in secret 
God is not hiding you. He said you rather put it on an elevation so that all men will see. I want you to know your place. In any industry, you are at the top. If truly you are the light of the world, then this one is also true. If he has put you on as a light, he cannot hide you. He has lifted you up. He said you are a city set on a hill. Okay, so what is it that you are doing? Is it oil? What is it you're doing? What business is it that you're doing? What industry are you in? He said, let me tell you where I've put you. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter where you seem to be. He said, this is where I have put you. I have put you on the mountain top. He said, that is where you will shine. Then he tells you, this is what I have done. Then he tells you, now you shine. You shine. Are you getting me? He gives you a responsibility to shine where he has put you. Be persuaded of this. That in that business, in that company that you are working in, you are the one at the top. Uh, in that school that you are in, it doesn't matter the current results. You are the one at the top. Now shine, he tells you. Shine. Shine. And do you know how to shine? It starts from your mouth. You see, if you don't have the right mindset, you can pray for several hours and not get the result that you're looking for. It's not about long prayers. It's about what the prayer does to you. What does it do to you on the inside? You see, listen, if a man is praying and he's thinking, God help me, he can pray for seven hours like that. And nothing will happen. But if I pray with a sense of authority, that I'm the one in play. As you are speaking in tongues, you are shining. The wisdom of God begins to work in you. What is it that the Holy Ghost can teach you? Is it science? He is God of the sciences. He can teach you. Are you getting me? He can teach you anything. Okay, that business, he can give you the advantage over others. Do you know he can tell you something that others don't know that is so simple that when you tell them, they'll be thinking, why didn't I think of that? Are you hearing me? He said, I have put you on top. He said, no man lights a candle and puts it under. He didn't put you under. Don't think God is the one putting you under. You've been lifted up. Say, I've been lifted up. Glory to God. I want you to go home with that. This is where you are. You are in heavenly places. Far above the failure of this world. I said, so speak from there. Operate from there. Talk from there. Pray from there. Are you getting me? What are you engaged with? Don't leave it alone. Don't leave it alone. He says, be anxious about nothing. But instead of the anxiety, he said, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request. What is it? Rather than being anxious about it, he's not telling you um, not to attend to the thing. You've got to attend to it. If you don't attend to it, how will there be a result? Don't leave it alone. He said, but rather than being anxious and perturbed and worried, he said, by prayer, supplication. But the question is, what is supplication? What is the prayer that he's talking about? Is it just mala, 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 and then you go back again? You are the same as you were before? No. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 